Hi, this is Tasha M. Dyer with the BYOB Movement, Be Your Own Bank. And we just want to welcome you to our podcast. Grab a pen, grab a paper, because we're going to be sharing information that has been hidden in plain sight. Information about the financial markets, things you've always wanted to know. And after you listen to this podcast to get more information or just to contact us, reach out at beyourownbankmovement.com. Beyourownbankmovement.com. Now, enjoy the show. Good evening, everyone. I'm excited. It's been a great day today. 82 degrees when I was all looking at the thermostat in my uh, car today. And I said, oh, this is not right. This is not fair to all my friends in Dallas and Houston and Memphis. My pastor friend in Memphis said it was seven degrees. And uh, it, was, it was just cold, 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 ice on the ground, snow, ice falling out of the sky, like ice cubes coming out of the uh, refrigerator. And it was uh, a terrible event an event that I don't miss a whole lot. I don't miss all of that stuff. So I invite all of you, let's go to Disney World. Let's go have a great time. Disney World is open. Mickey, Minnie, and me are waiting for you. I'm excited about what God is doing in our lives today. Today, uh, I want to share with you and uh, uh, the young folk who are with us today, we all want to share with you what God has to say uh, about living your dream. Do you not know that God wants you to live in abundance. He wants you to be able to live and enjoy all the things that he created in this world before our our use and our enjoyment. And so we want to just focus on that today. And so let's get our minds right. Let's get our our hearts right to ready to receive this word that you can live your dream because that's God's desire for you. Mr. How are you today? Bishop, I'm wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. So let me say hello to everyone out there. Let me say hello to you all, Bishop, Mr. Rogers, Dr. Bythewood, Facebook audience, and the 904 Rejoice, the new 904rejoice.com. We just want to say hello to each and every last one of you all. I'm excited. So if you're seeing this, share, share, share. One million families financially educated and impacted. So if you are viewing us through Facebook, make sure you share. And I'm going to go ahead and give a special shout out. I just got a message. We are actually streaming in London right now as well. So let me just go ahead and say hello to each and every last one of you. This is BYOB Worldwide. And today we're definitely living our dream. And for those of you all around the world, we're sending our prayers to each and every last one of you all who is experiencing this extreme weather right now. Um, but yes, I'm not going to complain. I'm actually excited about this this weather. Like I said, I just put my air conditioner on. So uh, definitely love that and experience and the same thing you are, Bishop. Uh, yes. Mr. Rogers, how are you doing today? Man, I am absolutely excited. Once again, I like to welcome our uh, social media followers, our podcast followers, our uh, Rejoice904.com, 904.com audience. Definitely want to give a shout out to uh, our uh, radio broadcast partner, Rejoice904.com. We thank you for allowing us the, the platform to be able to impact lives across the globe. And for those of you who that are following us right now, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to, uh, for those who are following us on Facebook, I need you to like uh, this broadcast and share it to your page immediately. We want to make sure that we're uh, helping so many families uh, because, you know, we, we're living our dream right now. We're living our dream. And I want to definitely give a shout out to my colleagues, the one and only general himself, Bishop Harold Rollison. I appreciate you, vision, your heartbeat, your, your, your love for people to make sure they become economically empowered. The trade whisperer, Ms. Tasha M. Dyer, uh, the trading savant, and the one and only, the one and only finance doctor himself, Dr. Craig Bythewood, a, a living epistle himself when it comes to financial matters. So I'm excited about today's subject, our topic. And once again, welcome, welcome, welcome. Yes. And- uh, we have with us also a gentleman that reminds me of the guys I used to like to hang out with in college because he's one, he's a brain thrust and he's a smart guy. And when I would hang out with the smart guys, the, the young ladies used to think I was smart just like them. And so I'm glad to have him on the show so he can make, make me look smart. And that's Dr. Craig Bythewood. Uh, 
How are you today? I am doing fine, Bishop, and so glad that I am your spiritual wingman. So <laughs> I'd like to tell our listening audience and my esteemed colleagues how wonderful it is for me to be in the number, to be part of this leadership team, to be part of this movement, to be part of this ministry where we are financially educating and empowering as many people as possible. Welcome everybody, TGIT, thank God it's Tuesday. Hey, and isn't it wonderful, no matter what your circumstances uh, might be, Paul said, he said, no matter what our external circumstances might be, he has learned to be content. He's learned that God is still in control. No matter what our circumstances externally are, we can still have a great relationship uh, with God and God can still use us and cause us to prosper. We can prosper even as, uh, 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 well, I had one of those brain things. Uh, the young man that was in jail, Joseph was in jail and the Bible says he prospered while he was in jail. He prospered while he was taken in captivity. He prospered even while he was in Pharaoh's house. And so our circumstances, external circumstances does not measure prosperity in our lives. And so we want to talk about uh, the idea of living your dream. And uh, the passage we want to use today is Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20. And a couple of those passages before it. Uh, if you have your Bible, you can just pull it out. And uh, Ms. Dara, uh, do you have that scripture? I see I you looking. I do. <laughs> Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. And, and there's another version of the Dr. Mr. Rogers that says that we're able to, to do above that, which we even able to uh, imagine that God is able to do above that, which we are able to imagine. And so we have to learn to, uh, to ignite our imagination. And, and one of the things that becomes an inhibitor to us being able to ignite our imagination is that we've experienced some things that set limits in our minds. And those limits are, most psychiatrists say, are set between the ages of zero and five. And and we, we learn that we can survive if we, we uh, live between those limits that have been set. And we must learn, and one of the most difficult things that we have in our life is to have the faith, and Paul points that out in this passage, to believe that we can go beyond those limits. And, and so, what are some of those limits that have been, that, 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 that how we have learned, how you learned to overcome limits that have been mental barriers for you guys? And how can we share with others to, to talk about moving past those limits? Because if we're going to live, live our dreams, there are no limits, there's no boundaries. Uh, I think Israel Holden sang that song and we all sang it with him. And, and so, uh, no limit. Uh, huh? Go ahead. Go ahead, Mr. Rogers. I think I'll run around this table. Go ahead. Man, you, you, you got me excited today because when we're talking about what you're talking about, I, man, this, and you've chosen one of my life verses because when I think about uh, Ephesians 3 and 20, it says that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can even ask or think, or as you said, imagine in one, one, one version. But it gets me even more excited because he's able to do exceedingly abundant above we can even ask or think. So when I look at that scripture, it says even the thoughts that I have, I'm able to do greater than what he's imparted to me. And, and I think I, I go back and, and I use uh, the Bible as a reference point of things that I know that I'm capable of doing no matter what my circumstance. Then I also you know, pull from history. And I think about our movement, the Beyond Bank movement, where we've decreed and declared that this is the year of transformation and that for all those who decide to embark and, and be led by this movement, because it's God breathed, it's God inspired, then we know what their end result will be because God says, 
that his word would never return to him void in Isaiah 55 and 11. And it will always accomplish the purpose in which he sent it. But then when I think about, you said something powerful about our external uh, situations have no relevancy on what God is able to do. And I think about our dear friend, uh, Nelson Mandela, right? And, and, and I want to have the opportunity to share a message that your location has nothing to do with your final destination. And I think about the mere fact that physically Nelson Mandela was entrapped. He was ensnared. He did not have the most optimal uh, external things, but he was able to change a country from his jail cell, right? Because his mind was never captive. His thoughts, were, he, he was always free in his mind. And then there were no limits. And I think about Paul and Silas in Acts chapter 16, where, where, where they began to pray and sang spiritual songs. And in the midst of that, there was an earthquake, there was a rumbling. And even the persons who were connected to him, they were in the vicinity, didn't know God, wasn't serving God, but because they were around the atmosphere, the atmosphere changed. And then everyone who was around in the atmosphere, going back to what you said about Dr. Bythewood and, and your former years, that in the vicinity, everyone's bands was loosed. Because the mind is never trapped if we allow it to have the mind of Christ. So, wow, the Be Your Own Bank movement, one million families financially educated and impacted. We're teaching people how to become their own bank, understand and create their own personal financial narrative. And now the dream has manifested. The dream is a reality. We have listeners in uh, London, all around the world through this platform because we stayed committed. And now guess what? What you've chosen today, we can expect an even more abundance overflow of what God has already ordained. So let me, I, I, I think it's powerful. And I just think about the question that you asked, the question about how do we, like, how do we shift the narrative? How do we? And, and as you all were speaking, I just was sitting here thinking about something. And, you know, I, I had, not to me directly, but it was a young lady that posted on Facebook and you know, she asked, who was our MLK of today? You know, thinking about the shift and the change that's needed, the things that we are looking to accomplish. And that's what she asked. And so, um, of course, that it brought to mind because, you know, you think about, um, I have a dream speech. And, and of course, he had a dream and he walked it out and he walked it out on purpose. And he was very intentional about what he was doing. But for someone to ask that, we have to shift from that mindset of waiting. We have to shift from that mindset of we're looking for someone else. We have to shift from that mindset of, well, who is it going to be? Why can't it be you? Why can't you make that shift internally? Why aren't you the person that you're looking for? When we realize the power that we hold within ourselves and it, to accomplish whatever it is that we want to, because when we look at these individuals, their lives, things that manifest, the things that transpire, you speak of Mandela, you know, that was about MLK. You know, you think about, all of the things that happen and we're talking about scripture, they're not stories, they're really people. So many people reference them as a story, like it's a like not that it's like a history book, you know, or or that that these they're just stories that we read like it's a fiction novel. When we understand that these are real people that stepped out and walked out and on faith and walked out and they walked this in life and they knew God had to be with them. And, and that's why we they got they were written about because of the impact, because of what happened, the things and you know you think about the people we're talking about who are you when you realize who you really are and you realize the power that you hold with on the inside of you then I mean the, the shift is there the change is there but we have to understand we have to stop looking for someone else oh, Amber alert we have to stop looking for someone else to to be that person we have to stop looking for someone else to to make that shift and to make that transition and that change and understand that we have the power and hold on to that, that faith the size of a mustard seed, hold on to that and, and walk out and understand that you create your value, your destiny and your purpose. Like you do, God has put it inside of you and you have to let it flow. Dr. Bywood. Yes, sir. When we talk about- So, go ahead, Bishop. Well, yeah, well, I was just saying, we, we're talking about, uh, just trying to prompt you to talk about overcoming those barriers that we had to overcome that kind of hindered us from living our dreams. 
So I really want us to reflect on the power of this scripture, Ephesians 3 and 20. And I find it very, very compelling, God's signature move, that an Amber Alert would happen in the middle of this conversation. Because Amber Alert was something that was invented because a little girl named Amber was missing. So we wanted to come up with a system, a systematic process to address situations where someone is missing. If we really dive into this scripture, there are two verbs that stand out, think and ask, think and ask. Because sometimes, Bishop, we don't even recognize that our finite mind doesn't have the capacity to truly understand how big God's blessings can be. So oftentimes, Bishop, we're missing from our own dream. We're missing from our own desire. And one of the things that I always do when I pray or provide an affirmation is I always end it with, or something better. So that I can make sure that my finite mind does not get in the way of God's immeasurable abundance, his immeasurable blessing. In our pre-production meeting, listening audience, one of the leadership said, let's shift the energy. Well, it is time for you to do an amber alert on yourself and to shift the energy so that you can recognize that God's plan for us is so much bigger than what we could even imagine. And that is why this scripture and this movement gives me so much excitement. Thank you, Dr. Blackwood. And I noticed you said that uh, sometimes the problem is with, within us. I know when I make a decision to, uh, you know, maybe to uh, eat better, do better, and I'll stop at a gas station, I go inside, and that's a wrong move for me because I'll start talking to myself and I say, you can get you some of those M&Ms. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, and, uh, and uh, I said, no, I, you know, self-talk is, is, is so powerful. You can get you some of those M&Ms. And I said, no, I'm not going to do that. Well, I mean, I mean, you don't have to eat the whole pack. You just eat one or two out of it. And uh, you talk yourself into getting that pack and think you're just going to taste one and put the pack away, Miss Dyer. But somehow, uh, by the time you get home, the pack is empty. And so we talk ourselves, sometimes our, what we say to ourselves set limits and boundaries and, and prevent us from accomplishing what it is that uh, our hearts desire. And so we have to stop talking ourselves out of our victory and out of what God wants for us. And, and so how do we change our, our conversation with ourselves? That's, that's so powerful that you said that because, you know, even when you started, one of the things that I was thinking about, and I'll give like one of my personal um, struggles and one of my personal testimonies that because I'm walking in my testimony right now is this, you know, when you really think about um, even with what you're talking about. So, you know, it's, it's kind of funny how God will bring us together because Dr. Bikewood and I share a same historical, you know, where we had the pituitary, he had the surgery, I didn't, you know, uh, this, you know, the tumor that kind of grows on there. And so from that, it causes a lot of hormonal things. And so that's been that talk to, you know, with the, that along with my thyroid, with that talk to, you know, that talking to is, is kind of where I live. You know, it's, and we all, and I'm using this as an example because we all live there. And so that talking to is, is it's easy to justify something. It's easy to accept something because you think you have no control over it. It's easy to accept something when you're looking at a, a nice stand full of medications that you have to take because of these things and, and just shift in your life. And so it's easy to accept things because you think you have no control. And so when you start talking to yourself differently, when you start walking and understanding, it, it's, it's an, it has to be intentional. It's an intentional shift. It's an intentional. And with that, you know, I've seen significant changes 
you know, down to one medication from a nice set of medications, down from, you know, just the health aspect of it, all of those things, because I made a decision to be intentional about the way that I speak to myself and about the way that I accept things. Now, how you do one thing is how you do everything. So for me, the application came from understanding that I deserve the wealth and things that were desired. And so I had to apply it to that part of my life as well. Well, for most people, we'll pray for things or we'll believe in so much, but then when it comes to our finances and when it comes to being able to understand that we can have the wealth and the things that we desire, we're about that stinking thinking, that negative self-talk. And so we have to get intentional about that. We have to be very, very intentional about you know what we are going to do and, and the dedication that it takes because it takes dedication for me to get up in between our live training calls in the morning to go work out, to shift the way that I eat, to do these different things. But I've had tremendous health benefits behind it. Things that I never thought would manifest or transpire, but I had to shift that thinking. I had to shift the way that I talk to myself. And so this definitely had, we have to do this with our finances, with our generations, with, with understanding, because nobody's holding us back. We can live our dream. The only person in your way and the success that you desire is yourself. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, and and uh, Mr. Rogers, you know, we we played a little football, and the coaches tell us that the um, the loudest cheerleaders on in the on the field should be us, and we should not, you know, and so we have to cheer ourselves on. So so how do you how do you cheer yourself on? How do you keep from being negative with those negative vibes and and whatnot? How do you keep from speaking negativity into your own life? Well, I tell you. I mean, we, when we're talking about this verse of scripture, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can even ask to think according to the power that worketh in us. And when I discovered that truly greater is he that is in me, meaning God the Father through his son, Jesus Christ, governed by the Holy Spirit, I realized, and when I looked at that word power in the Greek, it, it's dunamis where we get the word dynamite. So that gives me the ability to blow stuff up off me and that's in me, right? <laughs> so the, the, the mindsets that I want to blow off me, I speak to that because I've been given that authority. I've been given that power. And the more and more I become in tune with who God is on the inside of me. And I think Dr. Bythewood, when I realized that I needed to be present in my own dream, then now I realize there are no limits. As you were talking about Israel Holton, you know, I, no boundaries, no limits. I see increase. And as I expand, because we are continually evolving, and that's what the universe does. It's constantly expanding. So we should always be growing and stretching. And that's what happens when you blow a balloon up. It can never go back to its original state. And because I'm a kingdom citizen, I realize that I have a responsibility to expand, just like the universe is expanding, this little old me on the inside gives me the ability to change my mindset and the things that I have no longer that is keeping me restricted. I pull out that dynamite, just like in old uh, coyote commercials, uh, cartoons, and uh, he would blow himself up and he would still be alive. That's what I'm doing right now. So I blow up all those things, those images, those preconceived ideas, what people, society say I am. And I stay in my Nelson Mandela state. And no matter how restricted my external things are, I'm going to change the world because my condition leads me in a place where I'm not limitless. And I mean, just think about that. Man was incarcerated for 37 years, 37 years. And his dream kept him alive. And the very dream that he fought for, he ended up becoming the prime minister, but he changed it from his location because his mind was always free to create, to operate and execute. So what would I excuse? We don't have one. Dr. Bikewood, are you there? Yes, sir, I am. Yeah. Did you hear those uh, comments? Absolutely about did. Do you have anything to add? I certainly do. It's interesting that Mr. Rogers brought up Nelson Mandela because collective consciousness is always real. And it was my intention to do the same because when you said, Bishop, 
that he was, Joseph was in prison and then he was in Pharaoh's house. It made me think of Nelson Mandela because as Mr. Rogers just alluded to, in his ability to be able to stay positive during his incarceration, it led to him being in the actual palace of his nation, the palace of his country. So I wonder how many of us right now are in a, a prison system in our mind. And the moment that we can release ourselves, the moment we can call this Amber Alert on ourselves and get back to walking in our power, then we too can walk in the palace. We too can be the kings and queens that God meant for us to be. So just love unpacking this scripture and having this dialogue with all of this wisdom. It's just wonderful. And, and uh, it's, it's amazing you went back to Joseph because uh, Joseph didn't experience his prosperity until he shed it off some folk. It seems like uh, just when we make up our mind uh, to walk in our victory, the peanut gallery, I call it, uh, those that are around us, they have some opinion. It sounds like when it comes to economics, it sounds like it seems like the, the brokest guy in the group has more to say about money. And so how do you, how do you, uh, how do you uh, get past, you know, uh, you know, the other thing that really motivated me about uh, people I was hanging with is that uh, the statistics say that normally you're going to make within four to five percent uh, of, the, of the income of those that you hang out with. And so if you're hanging out with people who really don't have anything going for them economic and economically and and and, and somehow uh unwilling willing to listen and to learn and to move forward uh sometimes they can be as they can be they can promote that negative talk that we say to ourselves and they become that voice uh, speaking negativity in our lives and those putting boundaries on our lives and keeping us from living that life, that bound that boundless life and we can live uh, in our imagination they won't you know, someone will call you crazy some some will you know speak uh out of place and not really know what's what's involved in your dream because uh the scripture is very specific here that god is able to do. And so whatever's happening in my life is because God is doing it. And I want to walk in according to his purpose for what he wants for me. And I know he wants abundance. I know he wants me to walk in victory and prosperity. And so if I just follow God and not the peanut gallery and just have the faith in God, then uh, I'm guaranteed to be able to live my dream. Ms. Dyer, you smiling? You keep talking about the peanut gallery, and I mean, the peanut gallery is never, ever going to lead you in the right direction, and I mean, never, but yet they always have something to say, and, and it baffles my mind because think about it, you know, even when we go to school, okay, let's just go to traditional school, because how you do one thing should be how you do everything. The person that you take instruction from is the person with more knowledge than you. That's the person that's, um, you know, supposedly more educated than you. You know, the person that has more experience than you. That's how they got that position. And so that's the person we listen to. You know, that's the person that has all of our attention. You know, they, they have something we're trying to achieve. And so when we get out into the real world, yet that narrative shifts and that's when that peanut gallery comes in because everybody has an opinion and the one thing you should always do is is analyze it from the perspective are they living the life that i desire because if somebody's broke busted and disgusted laid up on somebody else's couch you know and struggling to put a roof over their head why is that the person you're taking advice from even if it's somebody that's living the same life that i'm living you know we have the same quality of life overall Yet, so I've achieved this and you've achieved that. I want to obtain something greater. If I want to attain greater, then that's the person I need to be listening to. Success leaves clues. There is a yellow brick road to success. And as you already stated, the peanut gallery, that's why I was laughing because it's a reality. So many people 
listen to the peanut gallery so many people you know facebook what i call it, whether you're a facebook medical doctor facebook financial advisor facebook politician you know so many people have a degree in facebook and it's it's just like that's where we get a lot of our you know a lot a lot of our knowledge base from a lot of our guidance from now and yet you look at those individuals are they really doing and living the life that you ultimately desire so why are they your advisors wow Wow, Mr. Rogers. Yeah, I'm I'm about to go old school and pick up the microphone and start rapping for y'all today. You know, it was a part of my dream. My dream was nice. <laughs> but uh, no, you know, it's about dreaming. Uh, I think about the reality is that, you know, God says that uh, he would give us crafty and witty ideas and that he's searching throughout the entire earth uh, to find someone strong and that they may do great exploits on his behalf. And when you become completely surrendered to God's will, then he just allows things, as you said, I mean, man, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm about ready to, to just, you know, charge hell with a water pistol right now because anything that is happening is because God is doing it. But then the, the verse says that God is able to do exceedingly above and above all, we can even ask a thing according to the power that work in us. And that power that's on the inside of us, that enlarges when we begin to spend more quality time in the word of God, because that's what enhances and allows us to expand. And then the obstacles that many of us face, because we're not saying that you're not going to face obstacles, but they become smaller because that's what gave David that intestinal fortitude, because he had so many encounters and experiences with God privately that when, uh, because we only know about the account of David you know, with the bear and, and, and the slaying the lions and stuff. But we do know that in this private time, because he spent quality time, he knew who God was. So when he faced Goliath, there was no fear because of what he had done privately. And he knew God was going to, you know, do what God said he was going to do. But if we spend more quality time and private time with God, guess what happens? When we face those giants that we all face, we walked him and said, listen, check this out. You're trying to intimidate me, but I come to you in the name of the most high God. And boom, I'm finna slice your head off and I'm gonna put it on a platter. And then we're gonna go about our business and establish the kingdom. So that's, that's the power that we now have available to us. And I'm just so excited. I don't know what to do. That uh, I come from 2310 32nd Avenue apartment 412 where my grandmother lived in the same project building for 40 years and now god is allowing us to create wealth and impact families across the globe but god so who's rich in his mercies and i submitted and surrendered and said to god be the glory amen amen dr blackwood Well, while he's jumping yeah. on, it looks like it looked like he it looked like we lost him for just a moment. But let me I wanted to add something because what Mr. Rogers just said was really powerful. And and he's talking about where you get started from, and, and that's that relationship with God, that relationship with Christ. And then you're gonna be able to step on that faith. And so we all have to start there. So yes, it's the within, it's within us, but we have to build that relationship. And, and one way to do a self-check is, is in understanding, do you truly have a relationship with God? Because how do you know what he's saying? How do you know what he's pouring into you? How do you really know these things if you don't have a relationship? And so what most people do, and this was me in my past as well, so I'm very familiar with the difference, but what do most people do? Most people know of God. Like how many people right now are still mourning the death of Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, Prince, and those just to name so we don't know them. We know of them. We know they're real. They were real. We know they walked this earth. We know they made music, right? So that's what we know of them. But we do not have a relationship with them. And yet we walk around and we believe that we do. We walk around and we talk about them like we really have a relationship. And that's how so many individuals have a relationship with Christ. That's how so many individuals, would they know of God. They know God is powerful. They know who he is, but they can't speak to that or they, they can't walk in that faith and walk in that confidence and walk in that abundance because they don't know who God is. They just know of him and they know what somebody told them. 
like we know who these individuals are because we know what people told them about told us about them and that's how most people walk around with god but when you really really develop and you get that relationship with him then you're going to be able to do i mean like mr roger said i'm a charge hell with a water pistol then that's when that that's when that you know that boldness comes from because you know who's covering you you know who's on the inside of you and you know who you're walking with and so you know that it is all yours for the taking because you know who your father is and you actually know him well that's that's, that's exciting because that's really all you need because jesus said the gates of hell shall not prevail against us and so we can charge those gates and they'll come down but here's what i want you to do i want you to read verse 18. you still have your the, the scripture on the yeah. Yeah, and that kind of just nails down what you just said. So, for through him, we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Is that but verse 18 of chapter three, chapter uh, four? I'm really looking at four. We had three. We had chapter three. That was chapter two still. Yeah, chapter four. It said, but having the understanding darkened. Let me go. 418. 318? 418. 418. We're going to get it together. Yeah. We're going to get it together. You almost there? Yes, I have it. Having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. He says he talks about the fact that they 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 walked in, in ignorance because, like you said, they didn't know God. They didn't understand the power of God. And so their understanding was uh, needs to be enlightened. That's what we're trying to do with the with the with the movement. We're trying to enlighten people's understanding about what God can do with them economically, and how God can change their God can use this medium to change their economic status. And so, sometimes if the peanut gallery we're with is hanging is lacking the understanding of knowledge which we call ignorance, then they're not the ones to direct the path of our lives. And so we have to, uh, we have to, to uh, turn on the light of understanding. The sage said in Proverbs, with all thou getting, get an understanding. And so, I think one of the keys to getting understanding is recognizing that you don't understand and then seek the process to gain the understanding. Uh, seek the individuals who can enlighten you and share information with you because this information has been hidden in plain sight. It's been hidden from us and uh, with all the things that are going on around us in the U.S. today. It's, it shows us that there are a lot of things that were right in front of us that we didn't recognize the true uh, picture of what we were looking, what we were looking at. We didn't understand. We we thought things were one way, and they really were not. We thought things were really secure, and they really were not. And, and so. We have to seek the individuals who can bring clarity to us because there's so many things that are out there that I really don't understand. And I need someone who has the experience and the wisdom to share with me so I can gain an understanding. And, and when you gain understanding and information, you behave differently. You see, uh, the child who don't understand the power of the electric socket will stick something in there. But when that socket reach out and bite them, they won't do that ever again. They learn respect and understanding about electricity. Because each of us understand electricity, you will have a difficult time dragging us across the room and sticking our finger in the socket because we have an understanding of the power that's there. And so many people are walking in ignorance without understanding. So we ought to seek, we ought to seek understanding.
And this is what we're trying to do. We're trying to, uh, to educate and provide knowledge that will give you understanding of where it is God wants you to be and the wealth that God has prepared for you. And always know that God, God always goes ahead of us. Nothing catches God by surprise. God is not surprised that you're ignorant. God's not surprised that you don't know. And so he's already prepared information for us to gain. He's already provided vehicles and vessels to, to uh, instruct us only if we receive them. I wish it was that black and white. I do. I really do. Because, if you know, thinking about the electric socket, I mean, think about how many people think wealth is going to come through the lottery. Yeah, I'm going to play it this week. I'm going to play it again next week. It didn't work out. I'm going to do it this week. You know, they're, they're floating checks. People do so many different things to obtain wealth or think they're going to live the dream. So I really wish it was that black and white. Um, and so, because when you know better, you should do better, you know, just like that child won't put their finger in that socket again. And this is why individuals should seek knowledge. This is why you should follow the path and walk down that path that so many individuals have already been on that the success is there, you know? So you, you do what it takes to get to that next dimension. And so, so many people are stuck in that space listening to the peanut gallery once again. They didn't lead you right the last time. Why would I listen to them again? And so for me, talking about living the dream, like to me, when I see testimonies, you know, and our, we have a telegram community. And when I see testimonies, you know, and, and there's an individual, you know, sometimes individuals drop what they actually profited on the trades and it's because they stepped out they walked on faith they're following a the yellow brick road they made a decision that they want to be their own bank they made a decision that they're going to put in a time effort and what's required to actually achieve that and to actually live that dream because nothing is going to be handed to you nothing in life is free so they took the time to learn a skill set and so they had significant profit individuals are having significant profit Individuals have left their jobs that they didn't want to be on anymore. Individuals are walking in that. Individuals have replaced their income. And we just had one over the weekend from trading cryptocurrency. We're talking about this evolution. And so when I see that and I see the blue, which is consistently nothing but profit. So someone is actually creating their value. That's what living a dream is. You know, they actually made a decision. They stepped out on faith. Even though this information had been hidden in plain sight, even though they did not even truly understand what was out there. And I mean, when I look at the profit and I look at what's out there and I look at, you know, what exactly it is, you know, guess what? I mean, I get excited and that's why we do what we do because it's life changing. It's, and so, so many individuals are literally living the dream. And that dream is the dream that you desire. So for some people that could be extra $500 a month. For some people it's 5,000. And even fifty thousand. What is it that you desire? Go get it. Get up and go get it. And let's live. Let's live our life on purpose. Mr. Rogers. Well, hey, when we talk about living the dream, uh, you know that you you have the ability to train change that dream every single day based on, you know, who you're surrounded by, and the the, the more you desire you know, the bigger the dream becomes, the more impact that you desire to have. And I'm just crazy enough to believe the word of God, right? And I don't know anything other than the fact that my assignment in the earth was given to me before I arrived in the earth. Because I'm a spiritual being having a human encounter first. But when I entered into this earth realm, my assignment was stated, be fruitful and multiply and have domain. Right. And one translation says dominate. And if I come from a seed that was the first CEO that created every industry and Adam, and then the second Adam reaffirmed everything that the first Adam did, then I have a responsibility <laughs> to live that dream, to be able to name the animals, to be able to name everything that is pertaining into this earth realm. I just believe the word of God has given me that authority because I'm in Christ. I believe the report of the Lord that I'm more than a conqueror. He sent me to establish his kingdom, meaning his way of doing things in this earth realm. And then with that comes the abundant life. With that comes the responsibility and the dream. 
as Joseph Dreams, that one day he was in position. And this is what I want our listening audience to really understand. You've been called out, you've been summoned to be in position that his path was different. It was difficult. And even the peanut gallery threw him into the pit. But because of his obedience, because he had a dream and he was, he was chasing his dream, he was in a position to help his family in the midst of a family. So sometimes, even though the people we're surrounded with, we may be removed from their influence so that God can get, get, get our attention and we con- continually follow what God has said that we, it is to be that gap. It is to be that bridge. So I'm challenging and encouraging our listeners to realize that I think it was stated earlier, who's the next Martin Luther King? I want you to ask yourself, who's the next person with your last name that is living the dream and being responsible for making sure that your community transitions, your place of fellowship transitions, because you've been given that assignment and that dream was given to Joseph to be a benefit to all his family members, even though they didn't understand it. And that's okay. Everybody's not going to understand the dream that God gave you, but it may sound foolish, but you got to surround yourself with people who understand the dream and help you can interpret the dream, but most importantly, teach you how to interact in the dream and allow you to live the dream and live the dream and live the dream for generations and generations and generations to come. Amen. Uh, look like Dr. Packer is back. Yes. Uh-huh. I'd like to jump in there, sir. Did you want to say something first, Bishop? No, no, go right ahead, doctor. Okay. So first of all, let me say that we making we keep making these comments about the peanut gallery. And I think that's discriminatory against peanuts. And in honor <laughs> of Black History Month, I want to give George Washington Carver and Tuskegee University a shout out. Now, in all seriousness, the way in which the word is pictured here, God is really making a strong statement to us. He's saying that he has a vision of abundance for us. In order to be it, you have to see it. And then he's saying that you are thinking and asking, but I want there to be an alignment between what I have for you, the abundance that you deserve, and what you're thinking and asking for. And when you do that, you are walking in your power. I probably say daily, Jesus told us these things that I do, ye shall do also. We have the power to do everything that the son of God does. But isn't it interesting that in the way in which we think, we oftentimes think that whatever we see that could be a benefit to us there has to be a catch. There's no way it's real. I have a fraternity brother that I shared this opportunity with and his first response was, there's no way it's that easy. That is a belief that we have that keeps us from walking in our power. Now, Ms. Dyer mentioned that someone posted in our Telegram chat their prophets. And isn't it interesting? Instead of looking at that and thinking, hey, this is a way for me to get to the desires that I ask and think of according to God's abundance. But what do we do? We think about what it must not be. It must be a demo. It must not be real. So we've got to get to that point where we can walk in our power by recognizing that it is that easy. We just have to shift our energy. We just have to do what this scripture says and walk in our power by asking and thinking in a manner that meets the majestic goals of the almighty Savior. Did did you hear what God, what what Paul is saying? Paul says here that I want you to be able to comprehend the height, the length and breadth. He says, you guys are thinking too small. Your God is too small. There's something wrong with your theology, how you see God. The God you serve is a God who created everything in this world. And his history is out to grant you through the riches of his glory that you might be able to comprehend how big God is and how big his purpose is for you. 
And you're the only one that can diminish your purpose. Wow, wow. That goes, that goes back to that relationship that I was just speaking about. Wow. And so that's that's what we we, 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 we just want to get across is that nothing's impossible for you when God's involved. And I believe with all my heart that God's involved with the economics that takes place in my life. Mm -hmm. Jesus talks more about money than any other topic he speaks about. It's not evil to be rich, is it, Mr. Rogers? Oh, absolutely <laughs> not. Absolutely not. Yeah. And that and for those who have that, we want to just denounce that that that's from the pits of hell. Uh, that's wickedness because God has given us assignment to accumulate wealth. And according to the covenant in Deuteronomy 8 and 18, the purpose of it is that his covenant will be everlasting and established that what God said before you and I came into this earth realm, he's able to bring it to pass. So that is a part of the birthright. And anyone, and we all, we all are theologians, we are the good, good ones or bad ones. So I just want to help people understand who may be listening, that if that's a part of your uh, initial uh, teachings, then as Bishop just said and stated, uh, wealth is a tool. Wealth is a mindset, riches is a mindset. And when you've been grounded and rooted in Christ, that, and your heart has been transformed, then your mind is going to be renewed. You're going to always do the right things with the abundance. So if it's if you have a problem with wealth and those who are listening, accumulating, or feel like you don't deserve it, then I'm going to encourage you to ask God to open up your, your understanding that you may comprehend, just like Bishop just made mention of, and understand that that is how God shows his mercy. And God is so benevolent that he gave his best to us, you and I, through his son, Jesus Christ, and he did not spare it. So now we are to reciprocate that and give our best. And when he gives our best, we receive his best. I mean, think about it. Why did he talk about it so much? Because obviously it's some instructions on how to use it. It's some instructions on how to receive it. It's some, some instructions on how we're supposed to live. So if he's going to address it, Right. If God is going to address it, that means I mean, everything in that Bible is for us. So it's ours for the taking. I mean, my father said it is so. So that we just have to be able to walk in that and understand that he didn't he didn't rebuke it. He talks about it so much so we can understand how to use it and how to use money God's way. And that's ultimately where we have to be is understanding that we want if we want the wealth and abundance. You want to build that relationship with Christ and understand that you want to be able to use money God's way. And, and that's when you're going to keep receiving those blessings. Yeah, that's that's one of the things I, I like to quote Bishop Rudolph McKissick Sr. He always says, ministry that is extensive is expensive. And so you got to have some money. God, God, wants, God knows that. God knows that it costs to do ministry, global ministry. And our assignment is to to, to do a global ministry all over to the uttermost parts of the world. That's our assignment from Jesus Christ. And, and it takes cash to do that. And it's something about me. I've, I've never been one of those people who've been able to just beg people because I don't thank God. God said he never seen the seed begging bread. So I don't feel like I need to get on a, on a platform and just beg people to give. It's just something. Maybe that's my pride. Maybe it's something about my pride, God. So I've been working on my pride for the last few years. I'm trying to be humble, but I just never, I never seen, I just never saw, I just keep seeing that passage where he said, God has never seen his seed begging break. Now, I believe I'm the seed of Abraham. And I have no business out there begging. And so God says, make a tent. And I believe that this uh, ministry that we have here is a tent making ministry that it provides the resources that we need to do this ministry. Absolutely. And I want to, I want to say and stand in agreement with that, that, that never seen the righteous forsaken, no seed begging bread. And you're absolutely right. Because the reality is for us to have the impact that we should be having, then we need to have our own resources. So the tables that we sit at, 
that the influence that we have to change the dichotomy of uh, the, the the social media arena, the the uh, educational sector, uh, the governmental sector, it, we have to have resources. So when we're sitting at these tables, we can't can't be manipulated, dissuaded, or confused because we are well resourced enough, and then we have the ability to speak truth to power, right? So I truly believe in every aspect of my being that God has given us the assignment to raise up kings and priests with resources so that when we come to speak to the powers of this world, we can't be manipulated or abused and we're able to see. And now when the righteous are in rule, then the city's at peace. And I believe that's the season a manifestation that we must deliver, we must walk in. So for all our listeners, for those of you who have named the name of Christ, you have a God assignment. If you're listening to this, to let this be uh, the, 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 the spirit of understanding and wisdom as the, 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 those who were inflicted with leprosy in, in, in Second Kings, I believe it is. And they said, why sit here till we die? And when they showed up, the resources were made available because they were not supposed to leave without being pronounced clean. But when they showed up, every, and and one verse of scripture says the booty, B-O-T-T-Y, the gold was sitting there waiting for them because they took action and they did not allow their circumstance to restrict them from moving in God. So we have that assignment. My, 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 that's one of my pet favorite pastors, Gehazi and his three leopard sons sitting outside the gate and asking that question. God has a way of multiplying what you have in your pocket and multiplying who you are and making it sound like you are more than what you are. You're bigger than what you are. You're stronger than what you are. Because when the enemy heard them coming, it sounded like chariots coming. They were just walking. And so we're just thankful today that God is going to multiply our efforts. He's going to bring increase that we might walk in his ways. And he's already made a way. He's already given us victory. Ms. Dyer is going to close us out. She's going to tell us how you can further contact us and some of the resources that we want to offer you today. Wow, I'm excited. I am because when we sit here, we talk about living your dream, right? We're living your dream and so you want to live your life on with it on purpose you want to live your life with intention and we want to live it like it's golden right so you definitely just want to make sure that you're walking in that and so you reach out contact us and also let me say hello 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 to the bahamas you know be wild be worldwide and and so i'm just excited because reach out how do you do this how do you become this how do you create your own value? How do you take advantage of this evolution of currency? Well, I'm just here to tell you, an educated trader is a profitable trader and you deserve everything that your heart desires in accordance with God's will. So let's just go ahead and let's reach the 1 million. 1 million families financially educated and impacted. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is what Be Your Own Bank is all about. But also visit our website, BeYourOwnBankMovement.com, BeYourOwnBankMovement.com. Reach out, let us know that you are ready to accept the challenge to learn how to be your own bank. You're ready to make that investment into yourself so that you can literally become your own bank. I'm telling you, this is that evolution that you're sitting in front of, the information that we share with you today. It's time for you to accept that challenge. Put yourself first. Let's stop you know, looking at the masses and looking at what else is going on in the world. And let's start looking within and looking at what needs to happen and transpire for our families. But also you can pick up a copy of our book, Be Your Own Bank Hidden in Plain Sight on our website, beyourownbankmovement.com. And you guys saw the hat that Mr. Rogers just had on. So we have paraphernalia. We have different things that is coming soon. It is coming soon because we're going to think like a bank. We're going to Think like a bank, act like a bank, be your own bank, and we're going to look like a bank. So we're definitely here. We're ready to spread this around the world. Once again, London, Bahamas, you know, I know we have individuals on here from Africa as well. So just love you all. And once again, it's been a wonderful week. 
reach out because we're definitely going live for training this evening. So make sure that you reach out. We do not want you to miss out. Love you all. And this has been a wonderful broadcast, Hidden in Plain Sight. Let's remove the blinders, create your own value and be your own bank. So glad you tuned in. So glad you enjoyed the show. These financial markets, they are yours for the taking. And we're here to help you understand exactly what's been hidden in plain sight. Get a copy of your book today. Be Your Own Bank, Hidden in Plain Sight at our website, beyourownbankmovement.com. Be blessed.